Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a great show planned for you today, so sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Oh, and as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast or have a particular topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash United, and you can leave a little message there. Also, if you enjoy the show, please do consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps out our distribution tremendously, so if you're inclined, please do so. We would be very grateful. Um, it's been a, it's been quite the week in in Warcraft. Um, patch dot uh, seven is live. Um, the Wrath uh, patch is about to finalize the PTR builds uh, for Ice Crown Citadel. Uh, we've got classic hardcore going on. We've got the Dreamflight PTR is going crazy. Um, there's so much going on, so much to talk about, so let's get into it. It's time for the news. In Blizzard news, uh, we're just going to run through this real quick, and uh, there's a couple of items that are Blizzard-specific, not necessarily uh, World of Warcraft-specific, so... First off, the Microsoft deal to purchase Activision Blizzard is still in progress. However, in the United States, the Federal Trade Commission is having a internal hearing about whether or not they should um, allow Microsoft to, or whether or not Microsoft should be allowed to buy Activision Blizzard. So the Federal Trade Commission already lost in court back in July. And at the time, they dropped the matter not really wanting to follow up on it. But I guess with the um, the UK deciding to allow the purchase, I think that the FTC is looking at this as their last chance to stop the deal. They were kind of hoping on the Brits to save them there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Microsoft said they still plan to um, close the purchase by October 18th. So should be interesting to see what comes of all this. In uh, other news, uh, we've got BlizzCon coming up. Uh, BlizzCon is uh, November 3rd and 4th, I believe, are the, the dates. I don't have them in front of me. I forgot to write that down. Um, there's uh, There's been a couple of um, announcements by Blizzard as far as the uh, events and, and what's going to be taking place at BlizzCon, although they're still being very vague about the specifics. They're, they're talking more in general. Um what uh yeah so it looks like there's going to be a, a a new mount for the um virtual attendees and uh possibly a backpack as well for the in-person attendees so um that'd be cool uh if you get your blizzcon uh virtual ticket you'll get a new mount um or a pet or something not exactly sure what it's going to be um but Bl blizzard did announce the blizzcon Guild Clash, wow, let me try that again, BlizzCon Guild Clash, which is four guilds competing against each other in 3v3 Arena, uh, Mythic plus Speedrun, and a third yet-to-be-announced competition. 
Those guilds are Echo, Golden Guardians, Liquid, and Method. So if you enjoy watching the uh, high-end guilds compete for different things, that should be pretty interesting. Um, it's not for everyone, but uh, yeah, sure. Uh, if you if if that's your if that's your jam, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, BlizzCon news coming up, um, BlizzCon discussion coming up over the next couple of weeks as we approach that um, event. But um, yeah, as it, as it as it comes out, we will discuss it. We will announce it. So there you go, BlizzCon Guild Clash. Um, in other Blizzard news, <laughs> this one's a big one. This happened last week, and uh, we were going to talk about it, but. Um, did not get a chance. So this is uh, Chris Metzen, the uh, kind of uh, father of World of Warcraft, if if you would, uh, is returning full time to the World of Warcraft team. He will be the executive creative director of the Warcraft universe. So this is a very interesting thing. So he came back last year on kind of a consultant role to help guide the existing Warcraft team in more of a um, advisor. But now, as the executive creative director, it almost sounds like he's going to be kind of the Kevin Feige of the Warcraft universe. So he'll be in charge of all of the lore and all of the creative directions of the story. Um, and I would assume that this means going forward that we're going to see things like Warcraft TV shows, Warcraft mo more Warcraft movies, uh, other games, comic books. Who knows what we're going to get? Um, and Chris Metzen will be in charge of all of that. So in the announcement that Blizzard released, uh, we're excited to share that Chris Metzen has taken our full-time role as executive creative director of the Warcraft universe. Right now, his main focus is supporting our World of Warcraft leadership in crafting the next generation of adventures. At BlizzCon, he and the team will be sharing what we've been working on. So I know a lot of people have some mixed feelings about this. In some capacity, Chris Metzen is... He, he was always the most dynamic of the World of Warcraft team. Uh, you had Chris Metzen. Um, he, he was uh, watching him come out at BlizzCon... Where are you, Horde? Let me hear you, Alliance. It, you know, his his intro, he always got the crowd pumped up. He he was he's very charismatic. So naturally, people are going to want to flock to him as, oh, he's gonna save World of Warcraft. He's gonna flush the Shadowlands down the toilet and uh, you know, bring Warcraft to a a glorious new era. But at the same time, is is he really going to be creating new stories, or is he going to be supervising the people? I feel like Steve Denuser has done a great job. He he spent two expansions cleaning up the messes of Alex Afrasiabi, and when he finally got a chance to run his own show with Dragonflight, I feel like he's doing an excellent job. I feel like his team is they're hitting a home run with with this expansion story wise. I feel like the characters are interesting. The story is interesting. I care about everything that's going on with the story. And even the side quests, the side quest for the Blue Dragons, where, where you have to help Senegos, and the, the side quest for uh, Reforging Tyr. All of these things, the, their story has been so solid in Dragonflight. So I don't think that Chris Mitzen coming back to the World of Warcraft team, or to the Warcraft team, I should say, I don't think that that's necessarily 
oh, he's going to save Warcraft. I think it's more of a he's going to help guide the team in a way that maybe Steve Denuser cannot. Um, or he'll provide some guidance because obviously he's a huge fantasy nerd. Um, he left Blizzard in 2016. He founded Warchief Gaming. He came up with a tabletop uh, game for, uh, I believe it was for D&D, that uh, basically it was his his uh, campaign from, from years past. It was uh, just re- realizing that, that. And I mean, hey, if you got the money and you want to do something for yourself, go for it. But um, yeah, it was a very interesting thing and very interesting time at Blizzard that, that this is how they're pr- proceeding forward. Because all of the other old guard... Are gone. Um, yeah, Mike Morheim is gone. Um, uh, oh God, I can't even think. Jeff Kaplan is gone. Um, they, they're all gone. All of the original World of Warcraft, obviously, Alex Frasiabi is gone. But um, Jay Allen Brack gone. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what this means. I'm, I'm tentatively excited about this development. I know some people do not particularly care for Chris Metzen, and I understand that because he was part of Old Blizzard. And Old Blizzard is being remembered for the atrocities that were committed during that time, and rightly so. Now, Chris Metzen has not been implicated in any capacity and has even came out and said that he failed in his position as a leader because he had the privilege to not notice the things that were going on. And and so I do understand that, but at the same time, part of your responsibility as a leader is to make sure that your work environment is safe. Now, obviously, he wasn't HR, so it's not like he was sitting there um, giving people passes because, uh, you know, they came in for a disciplinary hearing and he gave him a high five and said, you're all good, buddy. But he was there. And so it is a link to that old blizzard that, we've all now realized was horrific and the work environment was just not, it was not a good place. So we shall see how that goes. Um, like I said, I'm tentatively excited. So. Let's talk about world of Warcraft. The turbulent timeways continues on. This week is the Burning Crusade. We've got Blood Furnace, the Underbog, Mana Tombs, Shattered Halls, the Botanica, and Magister's Terrace. If you complete five of you, there's a quest in, in Valdraken to complete five uh, time walking, and you will get a cache of heroic Aberus gear. That's five time walking dungeons or five time walking raid bosses. The time walking raid is, of course, the Black Temple. So. And if you get your, uh, I believe it's four stacks of the uh, Time Walking buff, then you will get Mastery of Timeways, which will get you another step into the meta achievement to get the Sandy Shale Wing mount, which is a horrific mount that some people will use and most people will forget. Mythic Plus this week is Fortified Entangling Bolstering. Not really a great week but not a bad one either i I hate bolstering that's annoying but um entangling is not too bad and the trash will be sloggy but the bosses should be pretty quick the only thing you have to worry about there is entangling so not not too bad um i've i've pretty much retired my mythic plus character for this season um 
just going to level up some alts and and do some uh do some time walking and and whatnot here but uh yeah mythic plus just it it's not really i i've been so um b- bearish bullish bearish i've been so excited about mythic plus in the past um this season i've i've really enjoyed it but because i know that that we've got a patch around around the corner it just it doesn't and not only do we have a patch right around the corner we're skipping ahead by 39 item levels uh, for equal level content so it doesn't matter what i do i will not have good gear going into this season three so to me there's just no point uh, i feel like it's too huge of a jump but here we are so um yeah so but if you do want to get some mythic plus in uh feel free fortified entangling bolstering not a bad week not a great week it's kind of average kind of meh the pvp brawl is cooking impossible which I have been wanting to get out there and do this, so I might I might uh, take one of my tunes out there and, and knock this out. So this is um, in the Valley of the Four Winds. You have to. Uh, it's basically you're trying to complete cooking, uh, complete a cooking dish, and so the alliance is trying to complete a cooking dish, and the horde is trying to complete a cooking dish, and both sides are trying to stop the other while simultaneously trying to complete theirs. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. I haven't done it yet, but um, yeah, I might get out there this week. The the brawls are are interesting. Some of them are are, are kind of lame. Some of them are different. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, this one is definitely different. So, the Dark Moon Fair is in town from uh, uh, started on Sunday, so it's going to go until the seventh, which is this Saturday. So make sure you get out there to get your profession skill and knowledge point quest done to get your XP and rep buff from the roller coaster or the carousel. Um, defeat the death, uh, death metal knights, uh, get some dark moon rep, get, get your transmogs, get your dirigible. There's a lot of, uh, really cool things to do at the fair. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, dark moon fair is one of those things that, uh, every month I forget about it until Friday or Saturday. And then I go, Oh crap, the fair is here. I've got to run out there real quick. And then I've got to run through my stable of vaults trying to get everybody's profession skill quests done. So hopefully I can get out there today and, and save myself the uh, the stress and the hassle of doing it last minute. The Eastern Kingdom Cup starts today. Uh, so that's going to go until October 17th. So this is the same rewards as the Kalendor Cup. So you're not getting anything new except for the achievement for having completed it. Um, I Kalendor Cup was was fun. I, I did a few of the races. I didn't finish it. it that, I hate the dragon riding races. I'm so bad at them. I just... I, it, Spatially, I can't, I can't do the races, but um, yeah, a lot of people really enjoyed the Kalimdor Cup. So now we're on Eastern Kingdoms Cup, and um, yeah, this is a lot of fun. And and I hope that for the sake of the people who do enjoy the dragon riding races, um, that they keep this going. I know that there's uh, there were some data mined calendar entries for Northrend Cup and the Outland Cup and whatnot. So um, yeah, hopefully that that this is a thing that continues on and. Maybe this is is kind of like the time walking. Maybe we'll get a every month. We'll get a different uh, dragon riding or dynamic flying racing uh, cup. So uh, we'll see. It, that should be pretty fun. The trading post uh, switched over in um, on October first. So we've got new class sets on there, which is the Death Knight, Demon Hunter, and Druid. In addition to the weapons, although I, I did 
see something very interesting about the druid weapon. So the the druid weapon, uh, you've got a dagger and you've got a, a fist weapon. And I don't really think anybody out there is using a dagger or a fist weapon as their primary weapon, which means that you can't use those for transmog, which means they're a complete waste. So the only thing you get by getting the druid weapons is the staff, which is cool. But yeah, that, that's it. I, I, I can't imagine that Blizzard thought that one through and, and thought, yeah, let's screw over druids again. But here we are. Uh, yeah. Ooh, boy, that's that one's not fun. Um, the there's a little KT pet in the trading post as well. And in addition, the dim cold flare core mount. And the traveler's log reward for filling out your traveler's log, a thousand points, is Eve's ghastly rider, which is a broom mount. How long have we wanted a broom mount in the game? Come on, let's go. Um, yeah, um, definitely getting that one filled out as quickly as I can. There is a crossover event for the Warcraft Rumble arcade game, a uh, mobile game, actually. It's an arcade game in-universe, and it's a mobile game in uh, real life. But uh, the, the new game launches November 3rd, and so there are seven toys that are available in um, in order to, to hype up the, the launch. Uh, so you'll get a quest, you have to go get a coin, and, and you go to a, a game, and etc etc basically you're you're gonna get um and i think the coins are hidden around the dragon isles and probably in stormwind or orgrimmar so um yeah uh if that's something that you're interested in definitely check that out um blizzard calls this a fast-paced free-to-play mobile action strategy game set within the warcraft universe where collectible minis come to life to battle in frantic melee skirmishes melee melee whatever uh yeah, if if this is your thing, if you like sitting on the on the sofa playing games on your on your tablet or uh, you know, maybe you want to play a game on your phone, uh great. Um this is going to be a free to play means expensive to play because you have to buy all of the different components. So you'll have to buy the different minis or you'll have to I'm sure there's going to be a, a token currency that you'll never get enough of so you you're going to want to buy a 500 pack for for 5 bucks or something and the, all the little microtransactions are going to bleed you dry on this one so um yeah if this is your thing great i, I don't particularly like games like this but um i think I, I burned myself out on clash of clans and a few years ago and that was that so uh there you go there's a new amazon prime gaming pet which is the zpow tiger so if you have your amazon Amazon Prime account linked to your World of Warcraft account, you can collect that pet. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so this is this is a, a an event that that they've that's happened for is the Raider IO uh, website has the Break the Meta Dungeon event. So this is something that they've done in the past, but um, uh, yeah, they're they're doing it again, and and it, it's actually it's very interesting to see what they're doing here. Um, so Break the Meta is a push week event that we developed to showcase and highlight each season's off-meta specs and classes. It's finally time to dust off your Assassination Rogue, Brewmaster Monk, or Preservation Evoker and show what you're capable of. During the competition period, completing any Mythic Plus Keystone on live servers with a group made up entirely of the Break the Meta eligible specs will earn you a spot on the Break the Meta leaderboards. 
If you register for the event via the registration form, you'll also be eligible to win some amazing prizes, including the smoldering banner of the Aspects. So this is going to go until October 10th on North America and Oceanic servers, the 11th on European, and the 12th on Korean and Taiwanese servers. So um, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting event. Um, yeah, there there are some some definite uh, stinkers out there as far as uh, the specs that don't get played, and this is not uh, this is not what is the best spec. This is based on how often these are played. So, um, yeah, this uh, it's an interesting event, and uh, I hope people have fun with their off met off meta groups. Um, sounds like a good time. Um, maybe I can bring my uh, my frost DK out and. And and do something there. On the patch 10.2 PTR, uh, we've got quite a few things out here. And, and I'm always hesitant to go into too much detail on the PTR because all of this stuff could change. But um, it's interesting to talk about right now. Uh, so, OK, so the first thing is this uh, Hunter's Mark. So. Hunters have had a hunter's mark since vanilla. It's been something that's changed periodically throughout the life cycle of WoW. It's become more useful, less useful, whatever. Um, so it's going to get a damage buff component to it. So it'll be plus five damage on mobs mobs over 80% health. So this is to kind of kickstart your, um, your boss kill attempt, I guess. Um, it'll have a 20 second cooldown when casting combat. So if you need to switch targets or whatever, um, yeah, I mean this is this is good. It's uh, hey, it's more damage, and it's something that only hunters can do. So you got to bring a hunter now. Sorry, it's the it's the new law. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th these these weird raid buffs of over eighty percent health, and that's there's not a lot of there's not a lot going on before a, a mob gets to eighty percent health. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see how this is used. I'm sure somebody will figure out the the um, correct way to use this buff. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, also on the PTR, there's a new title for rated solo shuffle healers, which is Battle Mender. So you need to win 50 solo shuffle rounds as a healer at or above the rival one rank. Yeah, there's no way you can give me a heal solo shuffle. I'm sorry. I don't care if you give me a new title, if you give me a new mount. You could give me a new car and I wouldn't heal Solo Shuffle. It's just miserable. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, there's some new mounts that they have uh, data mined on the PTR. So some are from the Trading Post and some look like you're, you're going to get them from the Emerald Dream. So on the Trading Post, we've got some uh, Demon Motorcycles, the Deathbringer Shadow Cycle. Um, and a couple of others that are uh, similar shades. Uh, yeah, that, that one looks kind of interesting. There's the Jeweled Copper Scarab and the Armored Golden Pterodax. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be getting some new mounts in the trading post. That should be pretty fun. Uh, and in the Emerald Dream, there's uh, Green Dream-themed versions of Rune Stags, Otters, Mammoths, others. Um, you know, the, the new mounts is always a, a big thing for collectors, people who like... Uh, who are trying to get the uh, the mount achievement and whatnot, but um, yeah, if if that's you, then then go for it. Um, on raid testing for Amir Drusil, uh, we've got uh, tomorrow, October fifth, will be Volcross and Laradar, Keeper of the Flame, on Mythic difficulty. 
On October 6th, we'll have Nimue, Weaver of the Cycle, and Tindral, Sage Swift on um, Mythic Difficulty as well. Uh, yeah, oh, and then Raid Finder will start on October 6th, and it will go till October 8th, and that's Wing 2. Um, in Mythic Plus testing, the Throne of the Tides has finally made it to uh, testing. Um, Throne of the Tides is now updated now has updated encounters and enemies throughout the dungeon, and the Jellyfish Elevator has been replaced with a portal available for testing in this week's Mythic Plus test. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Throne of the Tides, give it a shot. I do know that the Mind Control boss is now required for Mythic Plus difficulty, so that'll that'll suck. But um, I'm sure people will figure out the best way to kill him as well. Um also, uh, Mythic Plus testing, adjustments to the duration of several story scenes in the Dawn of the Infinite on Mythic Plus difficulty. And the Yalnu encounter in the Everbloom has been updated. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the embellishments <laughs> currently on uh, live servers are going to be nerfed in 10.2, at least on the PTR currently. Um, the following embellishments, damage and healing values have been reduced by 35%. That's Frostfire Belt, Fang Adornments, Slimy Expulsion Boots, Toxic Thorn Foot Wraps, Acidic Hailstone Treads, Magazine of Healing Darts, Playful Spirits First Set, Shadow Flame Tempered Armor Patch, and Spore Colony Shoulder Guards. Uh, yeah, that's, um, th th I guess they, that, they were too good. Um, I, I'm not sure if, if Blizzard is trying to get people to use other, I, I mean, I, if you get a recipe, and you want to be able to make it, but nobody wants it because it's air quote not the meta. Then that's probably frustrating. So they're they're probably trying to equal some of these out, or I'm not sure. Um, we'll see. Uh, been, there's a couple of other changes, but that's that's the big one. There's there's these um, these really big nerfs on the 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 main embellishments. Um, in addition, for loot. Uh, the Great Vault is seeing some changes. Um, the okay, so this is I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but so Mythic Dungeons Row has been renamed to Dungeons. Um, so this is actually on the PTR, whereas before it was in um, uh, it was data mined. Uh, so the the Mythic Dungeons is now just Dungeons, and so that will include Heroic, Mythic Zero, Time Walking, and Mythic Plus. So that means that if you run eight Heroics in a week, you'll get three choices of heroic level loot um, or mythic zero or time walking or whatever the time walking dungeons count as heroic. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. So if you don't want to run eight mythic plus, but you do want to fill out your, your bar for the dungeon uh, dungeon row, then um, you can throw in a couple of mythic zeros or some time walking or whatever you are interested in. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, so I was originally going to talk about some of the healing and class changes, but um, there is just so much going on right now. And and I'll tell you, the, the healing changes are. I'm I'm hoping that it becomes a good thing long term, but I'm just I'm really not convinced that that's going to end up being what the player base wants. I think Blizzard is trying to change the way that p players heal right now. Um, I know from rating in season one that your healing was basically worthless outside of your cooldown. So um, 
And then once you had cooldowns, you would bring everyone up to full health. So the Wraith Leader would just coordinate cooldowns and boom, you win. Uh, versus in Mythic Plus, where the, you don't, you're the only healer, as soon as you use your cooldown, now you're screwed. You have nothing that you can use to emergency heal people up. Um, the the single target heals are just too weak, and um, it feels bad. Mythic Plus feels so bad. I cannot heal in Mythic Plus right now. It's just awful. It's miserable. So I'm going to wait until this gets a little bit more fleshed out and decided. And then um, because they're still making class changes, the Discipline Priest just got a big rework um, uh, and Resto Shaman. So I, we'll see. I'm, I might talk about this in, in a couple weeks, um, maybe even leading up to BlizzCon. So we'll see. But I, I definitely feel like this is a, a conversation that needs to be had because um, if you're not ready for it, then this will surprise the hell out of you. So, uh, yeah, we will see. Um, yeah, and then class changes. Yeah, I can't. Uh, rogues, demon hunters. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. So, um, yeah, if you, if you want to look on the patch notes um, for the 10.2 PTR, go ahead and look at it. But there's too many changes to go through, and um, they're still open to change uh, up to the launch of patch 10.2. Speaking of that, um, it's seeming more and more likely that Patch 10.2 will, will launch on the week after BlizzCon. Um, we don't have any confirmations yet from Blizzard, but uh, all of the hints are starting to lean that way, which means we're going to see the Race for World first should conclude before Thanksgiving in the States, so we shall see. Um, I know that uh, there's no Farak testing on the PTR at all. Uh, not even in Raid Finder. So that will be interesting because players will go into that encounter completely blind. So I think Blizzard is kind of hoping that they're going to spend a little bit more time on that. Maybe they'll breeze through the rest of the raid and, and spend their time on Farak. Um, we'll see. I, I know that that's, that's something that Blizzard has even admitted, that, that they have been in an arms race, arms race with some of these top guilds as far as well, guilds develop new weak auras and it counteracts the mechanics. So Blizzard has to adjust the mechanics or block the weak aura from from working, uh, or they make the fights harder, they make the mobs hit harder, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It, it it's ridiculous because if you're not a race to world first guild, then the fights are just hard for no reason. And then Blizzard ends up having to nerf them and nerf them and nerf them into the ground like they did with Sepulchre of the first ones back in Shadowlands. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm not optimistic about getting a week one kill of Farak. I'm thinking that that's probably going to be a week two. Uh, we might even see a three-week uh, race to world first if it's hard enough. But uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. And guilds have to start making the decision on whether they re-clear, try and get more loot, or whether they um, carry over their lockout. So uh, yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, Okay, that's it for the 10.2 PTR. So I, I wanted to talk about WoW Classic because I've spent a lot of time focused on retail and the PTR. And when I started this podcast back in August of this year, I was playing a lot of WoW Classic. I was playing hardcore. I was leveling up my Wrath Classic character. I was having a lot of fun in Classic. I don't play Classic anymore. 
I died a few times on hardcore and I kind of gave up because ultimately that's not the vibe I'm going for. I don't like starting over. Um, and especially when you put energy and work into a character and you start to enjoy that character and, and you become familiar with them and then they die and then that's it. The character's gone. So I know you can transfer the characters off, but that's not really the point. I, I don't need more classic characters. I have plenty. Um, more of what I'm looking for is um, I I definitely want Blizzard to have some sort of a classic plus or season of mastery type update. Um, I'm really hoping that we see a big classic plus announcement at BlizzCon. I hope that we don't get a Cataclysm classic announcement at BlizzCon because I feel like if you have Wrath era servers, classic era servers, hardcore servers, and then a classic plus server, if you also have a Cataclysm server, the player base is going to be so spread thin, people aren't going to even know what to do. And honestly, I don't really feel like that is worth, for the number of people who are interested in Cataclysm Classic, there's way more who are not. And that's my completely non-scientific made up numbers just from reading things on the internet. But in all seriousness, um, I I don't really know how much Classic content I'm going to be covering on the podcast going forward, because honestly, I feel like it's kind of dishonest. If I'm trying to build a listener base, and people who are listening or who are playing classic and who are interested in classic content, if they listen to this podcast and they hear nothing but retail, that's going to be really frustrating. So I know that the the tagline of the podcast is uh, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, Dragonflight, World of Warcraft, classic and everything in between. We're still going to talk about classic, but I'm not going to cover the news of classic on a daily basis just because I don't feel like it's right or fair for me to court a fan base that I'm not part of. So um, I know retail. I'm really familiar with retail. I know classic as well, but I'm not part of that community anymore. I'm just not. That's not who I am as a player. That's not where my passions lie. So I feel like I would like to continue talking about classic, but I'm going to stop covering the news and covering the events that are going forward. If there's a big announcement at BlizzCon, I'm going to talk about it. If there's something big that happens on Wrath Classic, uh, the world-first rekill of the Lich King, yeah, I'll talk about that. But um, it's not going to be the focus of the podcast going forward because I, I don't feel like I have the time or the energy to devote to it. And I don't feel like it's fair for people to spend their time listening to a podcast that doesn't really cater to what they're interested in. So um, if if you would like to hear me talk about Classic more and you're you're interested in that, please um, reach out to me. Send me an email, denethar1 at gmail.com. I'm happy to, to discuss that. And quite honestly, I'd love to have somebody on the podcast who can talk to me about Classic and, and kind of where things are and maybe what I'm missing out on. So that's I'm I'm 100% on board with that, but as far as as me myself, um, yeah, that that doesn't really that doesn't really make sense for me to continue on. So that's that's where I am on the future of um, this podcast and WoW Classic. Now that being said, I do want to talk about some of the Classic Plus um, discussion that's been going on, and rather than doing a full deep dive on the um, 
Wrath of the Lich King patch 3.4.3, which I was going to do. Um, instead, I'm going to uh, take an episode and I'm going to go through all of the current rumors of Classic Plus, all of the things that I'd like to see, and all of the things that I think are probably most likely to come from Blizzard on a Classic Plus. So I'll probably do that uh, in a week or two. And then uh, towards the end of the month, we're going to do a big BlizzCon uh, prediction show. I'm going to have a couple of guests on the show, and we're going to discuss what we think is going to come out of BlizzCon and what we think uh, the next expansion is going to be and what the future of World of Warcraft is going to look like. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've got Chris Metzen back, so who knows what that's going what's that, what that's going to look like? Who knows what they've been working on the last nine months or however long it's been 10 months since he, he's been back with blizzard but um yeah we'll have the our big blizzcon prediction show that should be a lot of fun i'm not going to blizzcon this year because i just moved to the midwest and trying to get a plane ticket to california is ridiculously expensive right now so i will not be going back to california that's our show for today Thank you so very much for listening. I really appreciate all of your time and all of your attention. I've really been putting a lot of effort into this podcast, so it means a lot to me to see that people are actually listening, and I hope that they're actually enjoying it. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or occasionally I'll stream World of Warcraft at twitch.tv slash denethar01, or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash denethar01. I'd love to hear from you, and even if it's a complaint or a rant, um, I'm happy to hear it and, and to, to hear you and hear what you have to say. But in the meantime, everybody take care and have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in Azeroth.